This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. How did we become Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts? We focus on what matters most, our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. And every day, your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com. What is going on, y'all? This is Steven from Headlock Talk. we got some exciting news for you. Our longtime sponsor, Naturally Hemp's, has now given us a Headlock Talk promo code. Woo. Go to naturallyhemp's.com, use code HLT10 at checkout to get 10% off your entire order. And, by the way, it does not expire. Yes, this is true, Steven. I use Naturally Hemp's gummies for sleep aid, for muscle pain, and for post-workout recovery. And might I also mention, the lotions are great on your skin and they smell fantastic. Oh yeah, it's all really good stuff, but we also have some more for you. NaturallyPureSanitizer.com for all your hand sanitizer needs. Use code HLT10 at checkout to get 10% off your order. Also, if you are a vapor and you are in need of e-liquid, AmericanVaporCompany.com. Use code HLT10 at checkout to get 10% off your order. Yes, they have a fine variety of uh, candy flavors, tobacco flavors, menthol flavors, and fruit flavors. So I'm a very big fan of that too. Oh yeah, all really good stuff. And again, code HLT10 at checkout at all of these websites gets you 10% off your order. Now on with the show. Welcome everybody back to the Rogue and Ranger Gamecast once again. Steven, what's on tap for today? Well, we have some good news. Horizon Zero Dawn on PC, PlayStation Plus, 10th Anniversary, and Top 5 Quarantine Games. Yes, indeedy. Got some good stuff here planned for today, Stephen. I'm very excited. I'm, of course, the Ranger, the Texas Gentleman Tanner Pruitt, and right across from me here, the Rogue, the one, the only Mr. Stephen Grudy. Well, howdy. Howdy, Stephen. How's it going, man? Oh, it's going good. Going yeah. good. We've got some fun stuff to talk about today. I'm good, excited. Good. Yeah. I'm excited, too. <laughs> I'm really pumped about today's show. I know you are as well. Oh, yeah. I know you've got a lot of news on deck here today. And the gaming industry. Yeah, so lots of news. So let's talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's just go ahead and get a quick one out of the way. Uh, yeah. If you guys are familiar with uh, gaming on PC from like 
2004, 2005, you're probably familiar with a website called congregate.com. Hmm. Uh, it's a flash-based uh, gaming website. It is just like little, small, like bite-sized games, basically. Um, if, you, if you were a kid around that time, you absolutely know Congregate. Um, so some sad news about Congregate. Hmm. Uh, congregate.com is no longer accepting new flash games onto their website yeah this is it's sad uh just from like a nostalgia standpoint uh you know the the death of flash gaming has been coming for a very long time and this is kind of just another nail in the coffin unfortunately um so sad it it is really sad i'm sure new grounds it will be uh close behind Mini clip will be close behind the, these kind of websites. It, it's unfortunate, but it was. It's been coming for a while. Oh goodness! So, uh, yeah, congregate. It's not going anywhere. It's just not adding anything new. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. As long as it's still up and around, that's good. Absolutely, and you can still get the nostalgia of the games that you played when you were a kid. You know, mm. it's it's really just uh, kids from this day and age won't won't really have that same pleasure. That, that we had as children. Um, but from that sad news, let's go to some good news. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, complete mm. edition, coming to PC on August 17th. Mm. This is awesome. Well, tell me more, Stephen, because, uh, again, you're, you're vastly more educated in the realm of gaming than I am. I've heard of Horizon Zero Dawn. Why should I be interested in it? Yeah, so Horizon Zero Dawn is made by Guerrilla Games. Um, they're, they made a lot of like uh, the... The guerrilla warfare, like a uh, red red faction series of games, um, from like the PlayStation Two and kind of the PlayStation Three era. Um, right around the end of the PlayStation uh, Three era, they just like went quiet for a very long time. Sony purchased them; they uh, no one really knew what they were working on. And then they finally came out with Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, an extremely ambitious game in, in all aspects, uh, buttery smooth gameplay. An insanely good story, really good graphics, great characters. Um, I won't, I won't say too much about the story because it's a very, uh, very grand story. Mm-hmm. So, is it is it more like first person shooter or RPG? What what are we looking at here? Uh, it has for, a little for has, those who haven't played it before. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a third person action RPG. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, I don't really know what game I would uh, really compare it to because it, it's kind of a, its own thing. Uh, mm. But basically, you're you're a, a, a girl named Aloy uh, who is uh, she has a bow and arrow. All those bow mm. the arrows have like uh, there's like shock arrows and fire arrows, explosive arrows, and things like that. And uh, basically, the whole world is full of these like giant mechanical monsters, mechanical dinosaurs, and saber tooth tigers, and elephants, and like things like that. Oh and, man! And the whole game is basically you trying to figure out where the hell that all came from. Because hmm. it came from somewhere, but you don't really know. Yeah, and that's the game. Uh, so, For sure. uh, insanely good story. Um, just really, really good. And they they also released a DLC pack call it uh, for it called the Frozen Wilds, which uh, added hmm. another maybe like third of the game. Um, so coming on PC August seventeenth. Originally, it was only on PS4. So now you PC players can uh, share in the enjoyment of Horizon, and it is the complete edition, so it does come with the Frozen Wilds also, which is awesome. And 
It's only fifty dollars. It's not too bad. It's not too bad. I've heard a lot of great things about this game. I know my my father in law played it. Uh, nice. He really enjoyed it a lot. So yes, it's a uh, very good stuff. Yeah, I mean almost anyone who's played it. I, I haven't heard bad things about it. You know what I mean? Right. It's a really good one. And, and then Horizon Two is on the horizon huh? uh, in twenty twenty one. So uh, PC players being able to play this is. Uh, Really good stuff. Good. Well, that's definitely good news, Steven. Uh, Another quick piece of news. Kellogg's is making Minecraft cereal called Creeper Crunch. Huh. Interesting. Moving on. (laughs) Uh, PlayStation (laughs) Plus. No, no, no. no. Take me back to the cereal. What is the cereal all about? (laughs) Give me some some specs on the cereal. What do you want? Like, you you want sugar content? (laughs) Yeah, I'm talking talking about, like, are we we looking at, at, like... Like shapes? Are we looking at just like, like uh, flakes? Yeah. So uh, are to, we getting marshmallows? What do we got? I, I don't think there's marshmallows in that's it. That's lame. Um, I, why, I almost, why aren't there marshmallows, Stephen? See, and that's funny too because it's 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 for kids, obviously. I mean, yeah. Put marshmallows in it. You put marshmallows in the cereal for the kids. Yeah, I mean, like like tricks, Lucky Charms. They they got this formula down years ago. Yeah, shapes with colors or marshmallows. Exactly. Exactly, and uh, I don't know. Apparently, they're they're kind of dropping the ball there. Uh, I I would I would equate it most closely to like Kix cereal. If you've ever had that, like uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's what, it's what is what is Kix? Oh, it's just like a corn based sweet cereal. I don't know, like huh? All it, right. It's not great. Hmm. I'll say that. But this uh this cereal is in the the shape of a. Uh, creeper faces oh okay so so that's cool at least they got the shapes they don't have the marshmallows but they got the shapes okay well so you're halfway there yeah i mean the box is cool it's it's like a like a whole creeper from minecraft oh okay the box okay so i mean that'll that'll get sales just (laughs) just based off that yeah i mean minecraft is a huge thing and like culturally right now oh yeah it's one of the best selling games of all time yeah Mm -hmm. it's It's interesting i think it's like the fifth Wow. Most best-selling game of all time? Yeah, it's crazy. Hmm. Um, yeah, moving on, though. Uh, PlayStation Plus just celebrated their 10th anniversary. Uh, 2010, I, I believe it was uh, uh, July tr- or June 28th, I believe. Mm. Uh, 2010 w- was the uh, official day for the launching of PlayStation Plus. It, it was originally free on uh, PS3, mm. but you needed it for online gaming. Mm-hmm. And then when the PS4 launched... Uh, they went for the the paid model that that Xbox had been doing for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely a lot better. Back in the PS3 days, the uh, PlayStation Plus was uh, really not great, mm. like at all. the The online like infrastructure of it wasn't very good. And then the the PS4 launched, people started paying Sony to use it, and then they could put that money back into the infrastructure. So P- the PS4 online is so much better for that. But yeah, uh, yeah. So PlayStation Plus 10th anniversary. Um, it's not bad. It's it's, not bad. it's definitely done a lot for gaming for sure, and and, and giving people um, that kind of. Uh, I think we touched on a little bit last week, and that now the new PS5 is going to have both the uh, disc and discless versions. Right. Uh, so you know, for people who don't necessarily need to have a disc drive, uh, this would give them a. I mean, the, the you wouldn't have that need or or that kind of uh, feature to go discless. Uh, without yeah. PlayStation, uh, PlayStation's network. 
No, absolutely. And, and PlayStation Plus gives, you know, a bunch of discounts on digital games, too. So that that's another reason for you to not really necessarily need the disk drive. Uh, so Sony's definitely giving us a lot of options there. Um, so, yeah, 10th anniversary. Congrats, Sony. Um, let's see here. Hmm. Okay. This next one I'm super excited about. Okay. And I know you're excited about it, too. Okay. So Xbox is expected to uh, do a first-party games showcase sometime soon, within mm. the next few weeks. Uh, they will probably show off Halo. They mm-hmm. will probably show off Gears of War. Mm. Um, that you know, games like that. Uh, Xbox is you know bread and butter. Yes. Um, one thing that's interesting mm. is uh, some online internet sleuthers have done some digging, and apparently uh, Microsoft has renewed the trademark. For the game Fable. Oh, from yes. back in the day. Yes, back in the mm. day. Yes, Fable, I remember being like one of the first games to really take advantage of the um, kind of like the uh, like the decision-making kind of mechanic mm-hmm. where you can choose to be good or evil and, and really kind of play up on that kind of thing. Absolutely, yeah. And, and Fable, Fable 1 is fantastic in its own right. Uh, but Fable Two is like one of my favorite games ever. Hmm. Um, so I, I was kind of bummed out with Fable Three. It, it wasn't as good as I thought it would be. Um, but seeing that they they have this new trademark, uh, I hope I hope that this means Fable Four and, and not some other type. Like they've mm-hmm. tried Fable the Journey before, which was like its own thing, and, and there was like this weird like. Uh, multiplayer mode uh, game that they made under mm. the Fable, uh, you know, banner, but it really wasn't Fable at all. Um, so I hope that this means Fable Four, or maybe even just mm. a reboot of some sort. I don't know. Right now, now very clearly here, you know, we are still very much in preliminary stages. Not much is known about kind of where this is going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, really. We don't even necessarily know that this is true or not. Mm. Uh, we just know there's a trademark, you know, exactly being, being uh, applied here, right? And you know, the uh, does that mean they are announcing a new game? Who knows? Maybe they could be just trying to, you know, protect their IP. Uh, but I mean, what what do you think? Do do you think we'll see Fable Four? Do do you think we'll, we might see some of this like? weird kind of game but under the fable banner like what do you think well i think with kind of the improvements in technology just in general since fable really kind of took off around that the fable 2 era um i think you could definitely do a lot more uh with a fable 4 than what you could if you were just to be like hey let's just rehash something and just make it make it a lesser kind of game right i mean i think that as long as they told a good story um, I, I really think that that's what it comes down to for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, why not go for Fable 4? I mean, you have you certainly have the capabilities of making it look great, mm-hmm. which is something that Fable 2 was really good at in the first place. Right. And then... Well, and see, uh, Fable you know. always had that like uh, kind of cartoony aspect to it, mm-hmm. too. So, uh, you know, like photorealistic graphics are, are really... Like, that's not what the game's going for, necessarily, you know? Right, right. The real question is, can it keep up with a lot of these other uh, decision-making-based games that are kind of now in the fold, like uh, the Red Deads and the Witchers of, of, of the world? You know, can Fable 4, potentially, kind of hang with those kind of games that have kind of taken 
what Fable did and really amped it up to 11. Right. No, absolutely. That That's a really good point. And uh, I mean, I'm inclined to believe, yeah, mm. uh, j- just because the, the one thing that Fable has that, that some of those other games don't have is the world. Uh, that they've built and, and the the character and, and personality of the world, uh, I think, is what sets Fable apart itself. And I I really think that's what people really fell in love with originally. Um, but I really I'm really glad you brought up the like the technical limitations because that's one of the things that they've cited on why Fable Three didn't really come out how they wanted it to was because of technical limitations. Uh, so. I mean, with the PS5, Xbox Series X, well, the, it's Fable, so it would only be on Xbox. Maybe I'd have to buy an Xbox Series X. Um, mm. But uh, with, with the amount of power that's going to be on the Series X, I mean, they, they could make the Fable 3 that they wanted to make yeah. originally. You yeah. know what I mean? What I'd be curious to know, too, is, like, you know, um, obviously, you know, do you do you try and retell like the same kinds of stories or do you want to start from someplace completely new right yeah and, and that's hard too I, I mean the the original story was really really good mm-hmm. you but you absolutely could do a, a maybe like a similar story but with new characters new characters um, new world perhaps yeah uh, and, and like your character in fable never talked anyway so mm-hmm. i mean they could just make a new character it's not like i have much emotional attachment to uh, chicken chaser you know like y- they don't they don't talk ever right so um but yeah so so that's some exciting news uh i, I really hope that that this does uh translate into a game announcement but at the end of the day it is possible that uh that minecraft's just trying to protect their ip yes. so who knows we'll have we'll have to wait and see perhaps so um one thing I did want to talk to you about, yeah, and this is going to be very divisive in the gaming community, so I kind of want to get your uh, your thoughts and opinions on it. Yes, because I'm a very divisive man. <laughs> divisive is not how I would describe you. Oh, thanks, man. I <laughs> appreciate that. Um, yeah, so it, it has come to light that the new NBA game, NBA 2K21, mm. uh, it will be launching on Xbox One and, or Xbox Series X mm-hmm. and PS5. Okay. Uh, it has come out that it is $70 instead of $60. Hmm. Now, let me kind of explain the two camps here. Now, some people are saying this is an absolutely awful idea, right? Uh, hmm. Games have been $60 forever. That's the agreement that, that gamers have with game developers that, that a brand new game would cost $60. Why change that now? Especially because a lot of games nowadays are doing microtransactions, extra DLC, you know, weapon skins, blah, 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 blah for extra money. Yes. And then there's the other, the other camp that's saying maybe this is the start of a healthier relationship between gamers and developers. Maybe... Charging $70 and $80 for a game gets you the full game instead of them charging you $60 for the game, but then nickel and diming you over the next six months to a year to buy that extra weapon skin, that extra piece of DLC. Yeah. And and so I myself am kind of conflicted here. 
wanted to hear your thoughts on it. Well, that would have been my first question is, what am I getting out of this $10 difference in price, right? Exactly. Because, um, to be quite frank with you, um, I remember a day where games were $40 right. and $50, um, and now 60 is the new norm, and now it seems like 2K wants to do a $70 game. Um, which isn't like the worst thing ever. It's only ten extra dollars, but again, what does that ten extra dollars get me in return? Now, I will make note of this: uh, EA is pretty n- well known for when they put out a new sports game that they have a hierarchy of sports games. So, right. like uh, for FIFA, for example, what they've been doing for the last few years is they will give you the standard edition for fifty nine ninety nine. The Champions Edition for right. twenty dollars more. You get a different cover art. You get uh, premium packs for like FIFA Ultimate Team. Yeah, and, and get... that's like almost any game now, really. True, um, but like you know, and then there's like another tier above that, which gets you like the like the biggest ultimate, most crazy FIFA Ultimate Team packs. Yeah, here, right? here's an an art book and, and a and a pin, and you yeah, know, like you, all this stuff. You, you, yeah, you get all this extra swag in addition to the game. Yeah, now that's 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 something there. Um, but yeah, for two K, I, I mean, I really don't know what that extra ten dollars gets you. Right? Does it get you like legendary teams? Does it does it get me the '96 Bulls? Uh, does right. it get me the 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 great uh, Celtics and Lakers teams from the '80s? I mean, a lot of that, a lot of those teams already come in on the game, mm-hmm. right? Initially, at least, or or are at least unlockable features, or like you had put DLC content. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, that that's really what my question is: is what is what does this extra ten dollars mean? Why why is it ten dollars more? What do I get back in return as the the gamer yeah Um, yeah no absolutely and and i think that's a perfectly valid question Uh, mm -hmm. unfortunately i think the answer to that question is going to change by developer honestly Mm -hmm. um i I mean ea uh, and activision uh and blizzard uh to a lesser degree uh you know they're they're known for their microtransactions Mm -hmm. uh you know uh nba i don't want to i don't want to you know crap too hard on this just because i know a lot of people enjoy it yes if you want to actually have like a fun, successful time in an NBA game, you're paying the $60 for the game, and then you're also probably going to pay 60 to $70 throughout the lifetime of the game on uh, you know, virtual currency coins for stats on your, on your players. Uh, I, I remember when microtransactions first started, and they just uh, y- you only had to buy like jerseys and, and things like that, but now it's, it's virtual currency, and then you use that virtual currency to buy stats. Uh, which, which is completely game breaking in in my opinion. So uh, I know I'm tangenting a little bit, but uh, yeah, I think that ten dollar difference is going to change depending on the developer. Uh, I don't trust EA or Activision to to do the uh, the pro gamer thing necessarily. Um, I, I actually. <laughs> I expect them to do the anti-gamer thing, the anti-consumer thing, because that's mm-hmm. that's what they do. Uh, that being said, though, developers like Naughty Dog, uh, you know, developers like uh, Guerrilla Games, uh, Sucker Punch, mm-hmm. uh, Insomniac, you know, a, a lot of these games, uh, game developers that uh, you know really give you a, a good value uh, for your game and the money that you spend. I don't mind paying that extra little bit. Okay. Like honestly, I would have paid eighty dollars for the Last of Us Two. Hmm. The problem with that, though, is I'm saying that after having already played it. 
it was 100 it would 100% be worth it to me to spend $80 on that game. Right. But if I hadn't played it and it was $80, would I have bought it? Well, yeah, I mean I mean I think that's the exact conundrum that people are are in right now, right? Mm-hmm. It, w- with this kind of question of do you pay the extra $80? Like for somebody who's like, "Hey, I'll pay the extra 80 bucks, you know, or or I'll pay the, you know, $70 for NBA 2K." You know, I mean, you kind of know what you're getting to an extent. At least you would hope so. You would hope that you mm-hmm. you, you know, but like if you're getting the same exact thing that you bought last year for $60, don't you feel a little bit ripped off for that extra ten bucks? Absolutely. Uh, I mean, absolutely. I get it. It's only ten extra dollars, but at the same time, I mean, I think it, this could potentially. I'm not saying that in, it, you know 2K is going to do this, but I mean, this is going to set a precedent of you charging the extra ten dollars for games that are the exact same as what they were the generation before, right. uh, with no actual extra return on the money. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. for, for the consumer at least. Yeah, I mean, there, there's definitely room for, for there to be, uh, you know, net positives and net negatives to this. Uh, I, I I don't know. Uh, it, it's, like I said, I'm very conflicted on it. If if they do the, the, pro, uh, the pro-consumer thing, uh, yeah, you know, charge me 70, 80 bucks for a game. I'll pay that, mm. but I'll pay that if we have an agreement that... That, you know that eighty dollars that I spend on your game gets me the DLCs for that game. Get, gets me you, you know the the extras that, that you may put into the game, or or maybe you just charge eighty for the game and never do any DLC for it. Hmm. You know it it just depends, but it it can't be okay. Here's eighty dollars for the game. Hmm. Oh, and also here's twenty dollars for the deluxe edition. Oh, and also here's three ninety nine for some shoes. And also here's a dollar ninety nine for this new hair that you want. Like, it, mm-hmm. if you're gonna charge me that extra money, there needs to be a little bit of an agreement between the consumer and the developer uh, of, of of what they're actually getting yeah. and, and what that difference of money actually means. Exactly. Give me a reason why I should spend the extra seventy dollars. Not the extra seventy, but the extra ten dollars. Yeah. To pay seventy total for the game. So, yeah. so I guess. Uh, the consensus for us is like we're we're not totally against it. Just I need more info. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I I think that's fair. Uh, so the the next thing I wanted to talk about yeah. segways. I suck at segways. Uh, the You're next thing fine. I wanted to talk about was um, and this is a slightly older story, but I think it it fits uh right now. Mm. Um, back way before the Last of Us Two uh launched, Naughty Dog put out a statement. Uh, on why there wasn't going to be the multiplayer mode factions in Last of Us Part Two, mm. and uh, they mentioned while they were making Last of Us Part Two, they they were developing the factions uh, mode. Talk to me about the the factions for those unaware. What 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 is factions within the Last of Us? What what what, what was that? What would that mean to me as a player? Yeah. So so factions is a four v four player versus player uh team deathmatch basically um it, it follows similar rules to like a call of duty team deathmatch where it's just like 4v4 and you you have a certain number of respawns on your team uh if your team gets killed too many times uh then that that's the end of the game basically and and the other team will win whoever has the uh, the most people at the end of the game um and it if 
it's really one of the most unique multiplayer games that I've played because if you've played The Last of Us Part One uh, and, and that kind of stealth gameplay, there, there's the crafting aspect to it. There's the stealth and and the you know things like that, mm-hmm. and they completely translate that gameplay into a four v four multiplayer game, and it seems like it wouldn't work. But it absolutely does, and it, it was fun as all hell, and, and really gave you a reason to come back to The Last of Us, because like The Last of Us Part 1, it's like max 15 hours long. It's not very long, but Factions gave you a reason to come back to it, right? Okay. Um, so yeah, Factions was awesome. There, there was even like this this mode where, or I guess this system in the, in the mode where, uh, depending on how well you did in matches, you had this... Uh, this like congregation of people that that were with you and uh depending on your performance and matches you would get supplies for your village or or things like that um so j- just a really cool concept yeah sounds um, very cool it, it's a lot of layers mm-hmm. a lot of layers to it like, uh, like an onion like an onion or, or like an ogre or a cake or a cake mm. yes mm. Mm. onion ogre cake mm. interesting <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Moving on though, factions. Yeah. So what's going on new with factions now? Yeah. So uh, basically, they they said no, it's not being made, uh, or it's not going to be in the game. But we were developing it. It got to be a little too ambitious for us, so we ended up not including it in the game. Mm. The interesting part of that statement, though, is the second paragraph where they say no, it's not in the Last of Us Part Two, but the fruits of our online development will be seen somewhere at some time. Hmm. Okay? It's very cryptic. And it it seems cryptic on purpose. Like, they don't really want to give too much away. But, to pose a question to you, what is the likelihood that the game that Naughty Dog is working on after The Last of Us Part 2 is none other than a standalone The Last of Us factions that would be pretty cool like an online multiplayer kind of game where you can just like almost like um almost like how gta was kind of like a like they had the online section of gta 5 and i think i guess all the other gta's too to an extent right that when they started doing the, the online section mm-hmm. you know kind of how that could be its own separate game in its own form right this could also you know this is literally we're talking about being a whole entire separate game um you know, th- my concern would be: Is this just completely online? Like, how do you how do you make it interesting beyond it being just an online multiplayer matchup, deathmatch mm-hmm. kind of game? Yeah, yeah, and uh, I, I mean, w- w- but that's the thing: Would it have to be like a, a full sixty dollars game? Like, if they really just wanted to do factions, but in the the same engine that The Last of Us Part Two runs in, they could charge thirty, forty dollars for it. Maybe, maybe. Um, the, the only reason I say it could be a standalone game is because Naughty Dog has specifically said that there is not going to be any DLC for The Last of Us Part 2. Mm. And so, they obviously, they can't add factions into Part 2 because that would be DLC. Right. And, and so, if they are still working on something in the vein of Last of Us multiplayer, really the only thing it could be is a standalone multiplayer game. That would be pretty dope, Steven. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would buy it 100%. I, I loved <laughs> Factions. Um, 
I, I just I don't know. I, I wanted to revisit this just because it, it's it's a cool idea. Mm-hmm. Naughty Dog is absolutely not known as a multiplayer game developer, though. So I really don't know. I mean, they come from give and take with that, huh? Yeah, I mean, they come from Crash Bandicoot, Jack and Daxter, Uncharted, Last of Us. Those are all single player Mm -hmm. story based games. Um, They're not known for the multiplayer. So, I mean, like, maybe they could do it. But at the same time, maybe they want to make Last of Us Part 3. Or maybe they want to make Uncharted 5. Or maybe they want to do something entirely different. I don't really know. Possibly. Um, at the end of the day, though, I am super excited for whatever Naughty Dog's doing next. I hope it is Indeed. factions. It might not be, though. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but moving on from there. Yes. A fun little discussion topic, I think. Mm-hmm. It was pretty fun. Thought-provoking. Thought-provoking, yeah. indeed. Uh, but one thing I wanted to talk about, uh, and we were going to have some fun with this, is uh, top five games to play in quarantine. Yeah, this is an interesting little piece here that you and I talked about. And uh, obviously now, with uh, with things getting a little bit more tighter here in Texas, and I think we'll pro- we're, we're certainly not out of the, the woods by any stretch of the imagination. We may see more more quarantine being necessary. And of course, people who travel, generally it's recommended to quarantine for two weeks after traveling. Right. Um, but with that being said, you know, uh, you need to do something during that downtime. Why not pick yeah. up a controller and play a game? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, w- without further ado, this is uh, Tanner and I's list. Uh, so these are games that we have played during quarantine uh, that, that we have enjoyed and, and also games that uh, I think work really well in a quarantine setting just because they have a lot of replay value to them. Uh, you know, endless entertainment, uh, so to speak. So, first off, mm. shocker is <laughs> The Last of Us Part 2. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this, this is in no no order, necessarily. Um, well, and I'm glad that you, you, you've put in The Last of Us Part 2 because, obviously, you talked a lot about it last week and... Uh, if you listeners stay behind to catch the end of the episode, you'll also hear, uh, I guess, Stevens. Uh, I guess, uh, what would you call it? A, a demo, a pilot, perhaps. Well, yeah. Uh, so, or, or, or at least a mini review. Yeah. Uh, of your entire thoughts of The Last of Us Two. Right. I recorded it as a pilot episode to this show, uh, but we were gonna put it at the end of this show, and it's. I basically finished The Last of Us Part Two and mm. then hit record. So it's it's mm. like my thoughts from the game immediately right after I finished it. Yeah, immediately after. Yeah. Okay. So so stick tuned at the end, uh, and and we'll have that at the end so you can hear what I thought of it there. Um, but yeah, so I, I played this game uh, smack dab in the middle of quarantine. Came out on the sixteenth, I think, of of uh, June. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's funny about this is it, it's a zombie game. So there's an outbreak <laughs> there's a pandemic going on mm. which is kind of fitting that th- <laughs> since there's a pandemic going on now obviously this is a much bleaker pandemic than than what we're dealing with now indeed um but if you just want something to escape the stresses of corona life <laughs> the last of us part two is great for that just, just you're it's so easy to just get lost in the story and mm. in the world and and I found myself, you know, just really just hankering for it, really waiting to get my hands on it at the end of the day just because at with corona, there's so much stress in everyone's life. Right. It's nice to just have a a 
consistent escape from that. Right. Well, I think that's what you need from like the boredom and the stresses, like you brought up, is is something to immerse yourself in. Yeah. And and, and I think that uh, from what you've told me about The Last of Us too, it definitely does that does the trick there. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Uh. And uh, I guess we'll do kind of round robin. So, uh, okay. what do you have? A little bit of back and forth. Yeah. Uh, so I would say on this list of top five uh, games here, um, I would have to put. Um, I mean, I've certainly been playing a lot of FIFA 20. Mm-hmm. Um, now, soccer is back in Europe. Uh, a lot of the most prominent soccer teams are are available, obviously, uh, in uh, FIFA 20. Um, plus, the transfer window is now open in uh, in Europe as far as. Uh, players being bought and or traded uh, around the different European leagues. Uh, so hopefully FIFA 20 will keep up with the records and, and confirm the transfers and update mm-hmm. and provide updates uh, it, where necessary. Uh, so that way, you know, if you were looking to play uh, for a particular team or you wanted to play as a particular player on their new team, you'd be given the opportunity to. Plus, FIFA is something that you could just do like just play all day and not get so invested that you can't get up and take a break to do something else. Mm-hmm. You can always come back and revisit it uh, later on the day. It's always just a very exciting game, whether you're playing it in manager mode or if you want to do a create a player mode mm-hmm. uh, where um, where you can actually uh, just play as your own character. That's cool too. I personally prefer manager mode where you can actually have, um, you know, you'd be able to make more changes directly involving the team of your choice. Right, right. And, and see, that's what's cool about FIFA, too. Well, FIFA and, like, sports games in general is, like, almost, like, unlimited replayability. You know what I mean? Uh, you, you can put dream matches together. You you can do historic matches. I, I mean, mm-hmm. the... There's a lot of customization that you can apply. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, so FIFA is definitely a good choice. It, really, any sports game, mm-hmm. honestly, but... It, I don't play a lot of sports games, but from what I understand, FIFA is like the the primo in, in terms of like the sports games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say so. At least from from EA's perspective, mm-hmm. um, FIFA definitely has the best replayability for me. Um, I know a lot of people out there are like big Madden fans, for example. Too right. Madden does a pretty good job as well, um, but I just find more entertainment out of FIFA personally. Yeah, fair enough. And I, I think that uh, that like live updating thing is really cool because that's something that that Madden and uh, NBA both do not do. They mm-hmm. they only they'll start they'll make the game with the roster at that time, and then if you want a new roster, buy the new game. Mm-hmm. So so that's really cool that FIFA does that. Uh, for my next game, I went for a game that is just like you can play forever if you wanted to. Right, Rock Band Four. Yeah, Rock Band Four is a pretty good pick, and and I think especially in the case where if you have roommates in particular, uh, you know you can all like if you're all quarantining or if you're like if you know for sure, hey, we need to be like kind of together around at the same time and kind mm-hmm. of know where everybody's at. Uh, or if you're just starting to drive each other mad, maybe maybe put pick up the controller and play Rock Band 4. You know, you could even rotate around who's the drummer, who's the guitar player, yeah, who's yeah. the singer. Yeah. Now, I I uh I personally love like music games, uh Guitar mm-hmm. Hero, Rock Band, uh Amplitude, if you guys have ever played that, that's a really fun mm. game too. Uh, also made by Harmonix. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's funny, Harmonix actually made Guitar Hero and Rock Band. Oh, wow. Yeah, interestingly enough. Mm. Um, but yeah, so so Rock Band 4, I, I had to put it on here. Uh, I 
I didn't start playing it again until like a few weeks ago. Um, but man, it it goes hand in hand with quarantine so well. Mm. It just infinite replayability, uh, and they're still updating the the store. Um, with with all new songs and everything, every song is only two dollars, which is great. Um, they they have like brand new like twenty twenty songs uh, going into the store, which is really cool. Yeah, man, that's pretty awesome. And I think that's another cool thing is that the the never ending kind of DLC that you could just pick up for yeah. for Rock Band is it's pretty nice. To I have. think I've spent like two hundred dollars. Oh goodness, on, on Rock Band four. <laughs> Not gonna lie, but that's over. Like it came out, I think in twenty seventeen. Okay, and so I got it when it came out. So that it's not like I dropped two hundred bones all at once. Like it was right. It's spread over a few years, but um, yeah, I just get infinite replayability out of Rock Band Four, and uh, yeah, it's just great. Yeah, great song selection now. It, it used to suck. The <laughs> song selection used to suck, but now the store is primo. Good, good stuff. Uh, and uh, for your next game, yeah, I kind of go. I kind of went with a tie here. Right now, I'm revisiting. Uh, GTA 5. Uh, yes. Um, just because it's been a while, I wanted to replay it. I wanted to see if it still held up in it. And yet, indeed, it does still hold up. Uh, but I also threw in Red Dead Redemption 2 here as well. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a draw for me uh, because both have a high level of replayability uh, to them. Um, different aspects that you can go into. A lot of, like, if you just wanted to play through the story, that's cool. Or if you wanted to, like, beat the whole thing and do all the side quests mm-hmm. and, like, you know, uh, well, Red Dead uh, has that really cool feature too, where you have like the the hero and gunslinger like alignment thing going on, mm-hmm. where you can you can totally play like a bad guy mm-hmm. uh, the entire game, or or you can play a good guy. You could even play like a bad guy for half the game and then redeem yourself halfway through. Exactly, I mean, there, there's a lot of different things you can do with it. Exactly. Um, well, and one of the things I just like about GTA Five, like if I'm just like, hey, I just finished this mission, I just want to do something mindless for a little bit, you know, like I'll be walking down like the boardwalk and like somebody bumps into me and they just pick a fight I'll, i will i will just start punching punching them until more people come and start absolutely a fight with me it's just, it turns into a whole brawl the cops show up i shoot them with a rocket launcher of course yeah it's a whole thing it's absurd uh, and <laughs> awesome yeah, yeah. It, it's something that you could just waste time for hours doing yeah I, I i know gta 5 for whatever reason gets like a lot of hate online uh yeah. but man that game is I, so good i I, I am not endorsing blowing up cops with a rocket launcher, by no, the way. only in Grand Theft Auto. Exactly. Only in GTA. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, that that's a really good choice. Uh, I mean, GTA 5 or Red Dead, either one is, is really good. Uh, GTA, definitely for the, the online aspect. I know Red Dead has the online aspect, too. Yep. Uh, which, is, which is good. It's getting better. It's not at GTA's standard yet yeah but i do find red dead to be the better overall story for sure perhaps yes um i will say that the um i mean obviously i hope everybody's played red dead by now but like the the moving that you have to do throughout the game i understand why it is that way but it's immersive yeah it's totally immersive and shows you different sides of of the map um it is a little bit much for me at times but that's really the only drawback that I can think of with with Red Dead. It's an overall just an amazing game. Oh yeah, no, it, it really is an amazing game, and, and it's funny that you talked about like the movement in the game because uh, right when I finish it, I started it again. Yeah, uh, and the first thing I noticed was like, man. This game is slow. Yeah, it's slow, <laughs> but then like you're picking up camp all the time, 
um, mm. or, or what seems to be all the time, especially if you're like, hey, I'm just going to jam on this game for hours. Right. It sounds like I'm, I'm shitting on the game. I'm really not trying to. The game's incredible, it's, it's really. It's very, very good. Yeah. Like, the story's great. The side quests are awesome. And that was probably my problem, too, is that I could have done a lot more side quests, so, mm-hmm. so that way it didn't feel like I'm constantly moving. But I really was invested in the story. I wanted to keep going through it. So I feel if, that. If yeah. you're going to do that, if you're going to go through just the story, just be prepared. You're going to pick up sticks quite a few times but it is certainly worth it oh yeah absolutely but i mean even if you did want to take your time uh red dead's one of those games i find where excuse me the uh the side missions are are really satisfying like like very fleshed out characters even in a character that you only see for like 15 minutes uh yeah red dead red dead 2's uh side missions are are very satisfying yes and then to round out the list, I'm going with a game that I took a chance on and, and ended up absolutely adoring, uh, and that's Overwatch. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so I do not play multiplayer games, mm-hmm. like at all. I, I never do. I, I'm a single-player gamer, like, through and through. Okay. Um, back when I worked at GameStop, uh, had a, a co-worker of mine, when Overwatch came out, uh, she was like, this game's incredible, you have to try it, and... Uh, I said, no, it's multiplayer. Screw that. I don't want it. Uh, she said, no, you're buying it. <laughs> and and so I bought it, and I tried it, and I loved it. Uh, Overwatch is a fantastic game. Basically, uh, World of Warcraft dungeon mixed with Call of Duty. Wow. Basically. Um, it is a multiplayer-only game, so I know that's going to turn a lot of people off, but coming from someone who does not play multiplayer games ever, this game is incredible. I've been playing this game on and off for since it came out for the last four years. Wow. Uh, it's an absolutely great game. Masterclass of game design. It's fantastic. Uh, so highly recommend Overwatch if you haven't picked it up already. I, I think you can pick it up for like 40 bucks on, on all the platforms. It's on PC, PS4, Xbox One. Uh, it's coming on Switch, which is crazy. Um, so yeah, highly recommend Overwatch if you haven't picked it up. Yeah, sounds pretty awesome, man. It, it's a good one, man. It, it is really good. And it, it's one of those those games that kind of like took me out of my bubble a, a mm. little bit. You know what I mean? Like... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I had played, you know, Call of Duty and, and things like that, and, and it just never really spoke to me. You know, mm. like I, and, and part of it is that I'm I'm not very good at games. Like I I love gaming, but I'm just not very good at like aiming and things like that. So Call of Duty is like, okay, run around a corner, I'm dead. Run mm-hmm. around a corner, I'm dead. And it's like, okay, I I don't know how this is fun necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just wrote multiplayer games off forever. Mm. And then we get Overwatch from Blizzard, and it's just such a great game. Overwatch 2 is on the horizon now. Hmm. Can't wait. Can't wait. No, sounds awesome, man. So so those are our top five quarantine games. Uh, yeah. Lots of replayability in those. Uh, highly recommend all of them, really. Pretty solid list for killing time. Yeah. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> like, I, I mean, Red Dead 2 and, and GTA 5 alone, I mean, that's that's 50 hours right there. Yeah, and that's not even counting jumping into the online uh, mm-hmm. of either one of those games. So, uh, lots, lots, and lots of killing time here, but not killing time. Like it's it's entertaining. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we are drawing to a close here, uh, but one thing that I did want to mention is uh, our new segment, Deal of the Week. Ooh, Deal of the Week. Deal of the Week. Yeah. So there is a uh, mid-year 
savings uh, sale going on on the PlayStation Network right now. Mm. Lots of games, super discounted. Mm-hmm. Uh, the biggest one of which is the Witcher 3 Complete Edition. Yes. For $15. Yes. Um, what? Yeah, so I, I actually took advantage of this deal, and uh, Mrs. Headlock Talk has actually been playing The Witcher 3, and that really, too, is a game that you can put in for your quarantine list as well. Spe- Honorable mention. Special bonus there. Mm-hmm. The Witcher 3 is an amazingly detailed game. Um, very, very cool. I would highly recommend it to all those who play it. She just beat it um, just last night, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, she had a lot of fun, took her a whole week, and that was with her like burning through like all the dialogue and everything mm-hmm. like that too. So if you like like want to uh, immerse yourself into uh, another story, um, this one is certainly a good pick to have. Absolutely, incredibly detailed world, mm-hmm. incredibly detailed story, and, and for fifteen bucks, this is absolutely a steal. If we're going mm-hmm. based on retail value alone, uh, this is sixty dollars for The Witcher Three. The, mm-hmm. This is twenty dollars for Hearthstone, and mm-hmm. this is another forty dollars for Blood and Wine, and, yep. and you get all of that for fifteen dollars. So, absolutely fantastic deal. Highly recommend that you guys uh, jump on this deal and play it. Um, you know, like, like we were saying, honorable mention for the for the quarantine list. If you want a game that you can sink hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours into, yeah, uh, for fifteen dollars, yeah, Witcher Three. Highly recommend it. Yeah, Witcher 3 is a great game. Mm-hmm. Very, very much in love with that game. And yes, she really loves having the the extra expansion packs. She mm-hmm. just started those this morning. See, and, um, and that's so mm-hmm. great about a complete edition. Like, you, you spend all this time in the game, and then you're like, wait, there's like a whole nother half, mm-hmm. you know? Indeed. Yeah. Well, yes. Um, yeah, it's a great game. And uh, yeah, definitely worth making note of here, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think we're going to wrap things up here for, for the afternoon. Um, you know, definitely don't hesitate to go on to our Twitter page at Headlock Talk and subscribe. So that way you get not only he, this show here, uh, the Rogue and the Ranger podcast, uh, uh, Gamecast rather, uh, but you also get Headlock Talk podcasts on Monday for uh, pro wrestling. And then, of course, the Tanner and Steven variety hour on Wednesday uh, for just general news and hilarity. We were talking about hot dogs. We were talking about space. We were talking about all sorts of craziness. Yeah, it was a fun episode, though. Yeah, it was fun. It was good. Um, it's a good time. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Tanner and Steven variety show on Wednesdays, Headlock Talk on Mondays, and then, of course, the Rogue and the Ranger Gamecast on Fridays. Mm-hmm fun times um so uh make sure to subscribe to us on uh itunes spotify google play podbean or wherever you're listening to put this podcast right now and of course if it does give you an option to leave a uh, five-star rating and review please do so we would love to climb those charts uh that would be awesome yes Yes, indeed. Climbing them charts like a like a ladder, like a ladder, like a ladder. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, yes, in addition to that, uh, make sure to uh, go to our sponsors uh, for all of your CBD, CBD, <laughs> CBD, and uh, uh, hand sanitizing needs. Uh, NaturallyHemp's.com. Use promo code HLT10 for 10% off on all of your CBD purchases. Uh, the promo code never expires, so use it to your heart's content there. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also use promo code HLT10 at 
naturallypuresanitizer.com. Uh, if you need a healthy supply of hand sanitizer, you can't get enough of this stuff nowadays, folks. It's true. It's a hot commodity. It's a hot commodity. It's, mm-hmm. and, it, and the cool thing is it's in, it's in a cool, easy-squeeze bottle, uh, so it's really convenient to take with you, put it in your pocket, put it in your purse, go on uh, wherever you're headed to. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, too, um, Face 19 will be up and running soon for uh, custom, not customized, but rather uh, graphic face masks. Um, and um, you, you'd be able to make your purchases for those. I've got a couple really cool ones from Face 19. So, uh, fingers crossed, that website is up soon. Again, that's promo code HLT10 for that as well. And don't forget, for vapors out there, American Vapor Company. Uh, use promo code HLT10 for all of your vape juice needs. We've got a lot of really cool e-juice lines, ones with fruit, ones with um, ones that are mentholated, ones that are just tobacco if you want tobacco flavors. We, they also have uh, some uh, candy or sweets t- uh, type flavors mm-hmm. too, all of which are very, very good. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that covers it for, uh, for this week here at the Rogue and the Ranger podcast. We will see you guys again uh, on Monday where we'll talk more wrestling. Yes, indeedy. Indeed. Well, uh, stay tuned uh, after the show. Uh, we'll have Steven talking about his review uh, post-playing The Last of Us 2, just as a follow-up from last week's episode. I'm, of course, the Ranger, Tanner Pruitt, and I'll, as always, right across from me here, the Rogue, Mr. Stephen Grudy. Yeah, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys. Take care and enjoy the rest of your day. Later. Bye-bye. What is going on, y'all? This is Steven from Headlock Talk. No Tanner right now, but I will explain. So Tanner and I have been kicking around the idea of doing like a uh, like a gaming podcast. big part of both of our lives and uh, something we both enjoy so it'd be really cool if we could sit down and talk to you guys about it um but uh you know the details of that haven't really been worked out yet however i just finished the last of us 2 and i feel some type of way about it i do really like it but i also have some kind of i don't know conflictions about it so i i I don't know i wanted to sit down and talk to you guys about it and kind of just tell you what I think of it. So, just right off the bat, the first Last of Us is one of my favorite games of all time. Uh, I mean, Ellie and Joel are some of the best characters, not even just video game characters, but like talking movies, TV shows, uh, you know, anything. Some of the best characters that that have been created, and they're they're so well fleshed out, and and they're very believable, uh, which I think makes the Last of Us, uh, the first Last of Us story, so good and so compelling and so uh, like intriguing about it is because you you really feel for these characters and you feel connected to them, you know, in a very real way. Um, The Last of Us Two absolutely has a lot of that same appeal to it. Uh, all the characters are very believable. Uh, the The game is completely in mocap, so all of the scenes uh, of the characters are actually, you know, physically acted out in a studio, so the animations are very real. The facial expressions actually are very, very real, which is really cool to see. I mean, uh, just from a graphical standpoint, The Last of Us 2 is probably the best-looking game I've ever seen. 
uh, and absolutely like the most immersive uh, gaming experience I've had. Like they have just little tiny animations that really sell the environment and sell the characters really well. Like uh, you know you'll you'll uh, I don't know jump down from a ledge and Ellie will uh, slide her hair back behind her ear or uh, you are walking up to a zombie crouched and you pull out your gun and then Ellie pulls back the hammer on the pistol. Um, I don't know. It's just those little things that really make you feel that like you're, you're there with the character, you know? Um, so just from a graphical standpoint and an immersion, uh, immersion standpoint, I mean, this game is second to none really Uh, graphically and immersion wise. It's really impressive it's really really impressive what they were able to accomplish here um i I absolutely see why this game uh you know took so long to make because the amount of detail you know in the characters in in the character development in the environments and the animation and just all of the detail and everything they're showing you is crazy crazy crisp um so that aside, that that's the the graphical and technical side of the game is really really something special. Um, the story, hmm. So I'm sure that Naughty Dog is well aware that this was going to be a very divisive story uh, among uh, you know fans of the first one, but but even just you know gamers in general this this story is very sad it's very very sad and uh you know obviously i'm not playing the last of us to you know <laughs> it's not the teletubbies you know i know what i'm getting myself into uh it's a post apocalyptic world you know mankind's on the brink of extinction it's a very dark time i i get that i understand that but some of the some of the scenes in The Last of Us Two and, and the way they're played out are just really brutal and, and really really gruesome and, and not even just in, in a violent like maiming way but in a like very psychologically fucked up way uh, and, and I, I don't know that that kind of stuff uh, when when you get to those kind of moments in in this game you're you kind of have two thoughts in your head you know one is you know what's happening in front of you is very sad and uh i don't know like very very tragic you know for for the character but then at the same time you're also thinking like man like i i kind of bought this game to you know have some fun you know get get some smiles and and I, i don't know uh this game's really not made to to be that kind of game it's it is fun. the The game is fun. Don't get me wrong. Uh, the The gameplay is great, uh, but just the reasons on, on why you're doing the things that you're doing are um, just just really messed up. Really messed up. And and I don't want to get into too much uh, of like spoilery type stuff because there there's several um, like big shifts uh, throughout throughout the game that will. Uh, I don't know, kind of make some parts of the game make a little bit more sense or, or maybe show you it in a different way. Um, so I don't want to spoil too much of that. Uh, one thing I do want to talk about is um, something that happens you know, very early on in, in the story. It's pretty much the driving force for the entire story of The Last of Us Part II. Um, spoilers are ahead. Mega spoilers ahead. If you haven't played The Last of Us 2 and you really want to, uh, this is a huge spoiler. Pause the video now. 
so here it is. Uh, when Joel dies. Now, when, when I first saw the trailer, um, the way that, the, that it was presented, I almost assumed that Joel was, um, you know, dead or separated in some way. You know, we got that first trailer with, with Ellie playing the guitar, and then Joel kind of... Um, you know, like leaning in the doorways, like, oh, you're really going to go through with this kiddo, or or whatever he says. I have a terrible Joel voice, but you know what I mean. Um, I, I kind of got the impression that they were maybe trying to tell us that Joel is not there uh, for one circumstance or another. So I was kind of going into this game, um, you know, almost expecting Joel to die in a way. Um, but man, it happened very fast, very quick uh, in the story. And they kind of swept past it really quickly, too, which made it feel a little cheap to me. Um, I don't know, like, Joel is Joel is the main character of The Last of Us. When, when you think of, uh, of The Last of Us, people who've played the game, it's, it's Joel and Ellie. You know, those two are the main characters. And I'm not saying that his death was, like, was, wasn't for the right reasons. And they, they definitely you know, filled in the gaps a little bit story-wise on why he was killed and, and why it went down the way that it did. But I, I just feel like in the first little bit of the game, it's it's really hard to just keep playing whenever you're the favorite character that, that you had from the first game is, you know, ch- killed in, in this very quick and cheap way. And the story of The Last of Us is... Ellie, you know, trying to get revenge on the people who who killed Joel. Classic revenge story. Um, that's very well done. But I, I don't know. I because they they kind of swept over it really quickly and, and went over the, this this death really quickly. I didn't have time to grieve. Um, you know, I, I didn't have time to really feel Joel's death. It, it was kind of like, okay, Joel's dead. Now Ellie's leaving for Seattle. Um, and so, in hindsight, having played through the entire game and, you know, getting some of the backstory that they've given to, to you know, fill in the gaps of the story, I definitely appreciate it more. And I see the reasoning behind, you know, kind of some of the things that they did there. But at the same time, like, you're two hours into this game. And if you're someone who loves, loves the first Last of Us like I do, and you love Joel and you love Ellie, you can't, you have to make their death mean a little bit more than that immediately. You can't have it, you can't have it pay off later. And I, I understand they made it pay off later, but you have to pay, have it pay off at least in a small part immediately. Or, or else it just kind of feels like a, like a betrayal of the character or, or a mistreatment of the character maybe. Um... So that being said, um, I, I don't want to sound like I'm complaining too hard about about the story, because the story really is great. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I do not like the ending. <laughs> A lot of people don't like the ending, uh, but I see the reasoning of the ending. Like in the context of the story, the ending, you know, really makes makes a lot of sense. Um, it, it's just, it's a very, it's a very sad ending, you know, it, it's a, it's a very, very sad ending, and I, I've seen a lot of people say it's kind of a, a unsatisfying ending, and honestly, I mean, in a way, it, it kind of is, um, but at the same time, I've, I've been really thinking about the story, uh, really hard, and 
I don't know. I, I can't really fault a game for not being what I was expecting. You know, I don't, I don't want to count that as a con towards the game. Uh, the story absolutely was not what I was expecting. But, like, that's not necessarily a bad thing. You know, I, I'm very conflicted even with just myself uh, about this story. Like, I, I love, love parts of it. And I deeply hate parts of it as well. Um, and, and so I, I'm kind of thinking about it where, like, this really isn't, a stereotypical video game story, you know, like with, with most video games, a revenge story is just okay, mini boss, mini boss, you know, go through the base, final boss, and then you kill the final boss, and yay, you know, everyone wins, or not everyone wins, but you win, you know, you win, you killed the guy, you got your revenge, hooray for you. Um, but but this story is a lot more real and, and a lot more grounded and. I don't know, there, there's definitely parts that, that confuse me, but at the same time, like, I don't really know Ellie, you know? Like, I I know <laughs> I know about her, and I know of her from, from the first game, and I've spent time with her, certainly. But at the same time, there's a lot of time that passed from the first game, and from the flashbacks that they show you in the game, Ellie's been through a lot. You know, and and so yeah, I would say I knew I knew Ellie. You know, I used to know Ellie, um, but she's been through a lot. She's a completely different person. She's several years older, um, and and so maybe she she has different priorities and and uh, different fears and you know things like that. So yes, th- there were decisions that Ellie and, and some other characters made that that kind of confused me. But at the same time, you know, this is. This is Naughty Dog's story. This is not my story. And, yeah, maybe some parts of it were, were I would say, unsatisfying. Yeah. And, yeah, it, it's very dark. And it, it's very sad. And it's very depressing. But at the same time, like, all of that almost makes it beautiful in a way. I mean, like I said, I'm very conflicted with this story, but but at the same time, I mean, I'm sure that's what Naughty Dog was going for, you know. Even I don't know. The The Last of Us One is held up as you know this masterpiece of a game because it absolutely is, it 100% is, and I definitely agree with that. But the ending of The Last of Us was very divisive at the time too. You know, Joel straight up lied to Ellie, and a lot of people didn't like that. Uh, a lot of people think that it went against the trust that the two of them have built together. Um, and, and so I, I think Naughty Dog kind of uh, almost amped that up to 11 with this game and, and tried to almost make it as divisive as possible. Um, all of that being said, though, obviously this game has its pros and it has its cons. Um, huge pros and huge cons, uh, in my opinion. But at the end of the day, th- this game is incredible. Like, truly, even despite its flaws. Um, And and I understand some people aren't going to be able to get past those flaws. And and while I don't agree with you, I I definitely understand your opinion, you know. Um, But but just for me, from what I've decided or or what what I've kind of, you know, came up with in my head is that, like, I I don't think Naughty Dog really wanted you to necessarily like the story, 
you know, I, I don't think that was really what they were going for. I, I think they were trying to make a very real, uh, you know, down-to-earth commentary about, you know, not just, like, human nature, but but also, like, morals and, and hopelessness and divisiveness and, and difference between individuals. Um, I, I don't know. Th- this is a, a very real story about very real problems. And it's it's not very it's not like grandiose like their Uncharted series is. Uh, it's just it's very grounded, very grounded in, in the story and in its characters. And honestly, I, I really think that's what what makes this game and the first Last of Us, you know, truly special is the the realness of the characters, the believability of the characters and the situations that they're in. And the the world building, you know, and, and the immersiveness of of the video game as a whole, you know, uh, there's there was several times throughout this game where you know my heart was racing and I was sweating, at, like adrenaline pumping through my body. Like th- there's no other game that gets you that level of immersion. Um, it, that's really the the shining point of this game i think is, is that they took the gameplay of the first one which some people don't don't like but i like it a lot personally i like stealth games so they took that style of stealth from the first one and then added this huge level of immersion uh at, at layered over it and like just dodging in the game almost looks like a cutscene and, and the hand-to-hand combat that you're doing with with uh with enemies almost looks like a cutscene it, it looks like it's scripted um it, it's it's really crazy honestly and, and it's really impressive and shouts out to naughty dog for for the level of you know for for yes the the characters and, and the environments and things like that but but for me truly hats off to you naughty dog for for this technical masterpiece of a video game that you've created um honestly it it runs amazingly uh i never had any frame rate issues or or any glitches graphical issues or anything like that um super buttery smooth gameplay i i mean honestly really really impressive okay okay so all that being said um you know that this game definitely has its cons for sure uh and some people might not be able to overlook those cons because you know they they are kind of big cons but i think for me personally uh just the the level of merge of immersion in the gameplay and the the adrenaline that i get from the gameplay the the extremely believable characters the absolutely great acting performances from all of the actors in this game uh specifically ellie but but of course everybody else as well uh i I think all of that being considered as well this game is fantastic this game is really really incredible um and yeah a a lot of people are not gonna like it uh the the story is very sad it's very depressing i i really don't think they were trying to make you like it uh so if a happy-go-lucky story is what you're looking for. Absolutely, skip this game. Uh, but what? But if what you're looking for is a a video game with very real emotion and movie-level uh, graphical fidelity and parts of the game that that will really make you think, um, yeah, this is the game for you. 
you know it, it's it's very it's very hard to talk about just because everyone's going to have a different opinion on it everyone's going to have a very different experience with it i think but for me my experience was great um so yeah that that's my opinion of the last of us 2 um absolutely fantastic game in so many ways uh, a very confusing game in some ways as well but at the same time some of that confusion could be from me and, and my expectations for what it was supposed to be uh, but at the end of the day all of that aside uh, Naughty Dog has made a truly impressive game in uh, really almost every aspect honestly uh, I know a lot, it's getting review bombed like crazy on uh, on Metacritic and everything. It's sitting at like a 4 out of 10, which, okay, look, I, I understand that you may not like certain aspects of the game, you might not like certain uh, choices that some of the characters made or anything like that, but four is a 4 out of 10 is just ridiculous and, and also false, like... And I don't ever want to tell anybody that their opinion is false because, you know, you're entitled to your opinion, but just based on the gameplay and graphics alone, a four is ridiculous, um, in my opinion. But who knows, if you have a if you have a different opinion, you know, you can let me know. Uh, yeah, I loved it. But it also made me, like, really sad but I think I mostly loved it. Yeah. So anyways, uh, you know, I don't know if this episode is really ever even going to be uploaded, uh, but, you know, if it does get uploaded and uh, you guys listen to it and you like it and you want to see or hear some more stuff like this, you know, uh, let us know and uh, maybe we'll get some stuff, you know, going in the works. Uh, But for now... Thank you guys for listening. Really, really, truly appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, later. How did we become Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts? We focus on what matters most, our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. And every day, your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com. Discovery Plus has what you're hungry for with new original series and a supersized collection of favorites. It's the largest collection of food shows anywhere, all for only $4.99. Discovery Plus, the streaming home of food, plus so much more. Start your free trial 